Listener Production. For those who like their yolks runny and their dough sour. Yum! It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Should I run for Parliament again, Matt? Yes, absolutely. Just so <laughs> I can see you jump into oily water again. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just got so annoyed on the uh, on the couch watching um, watching the Prime Minister talk about the IPCC report into the um, climate issue. It's their sixth since 1990, calling uh, calling a code red for humanity when it comes to how fast we're warning, which is a bit quicker than we hoped. And it's like we gotta we gotta sort this thing out. But anyway, I just thought, what can we do? We're only we're, where's the problem so big? What can I do, Matt? Well, Matt? I'll tell you what. Wasn't warm in my uh, glass last night as I got the extra large ice cubes out and uh, had a little census party. Uh, filling out the census. We hope you're recovering from your little home census party as well. Mm. Uh, let us know how lit it was. Uh, Matt and ended Alex. But other than that, we got a big show. Did you prepare a feast for the senses? Uh, pizza. Oh, nice. Pizza and Negroni's. A little bit of an, an <laughs> Italiano night. Goodness me. Well, I hope you said that uh, you shared the house with flavour last night. That sounds... Uh, <laughs> hope you put them down on your yeah. floor. How many people in your household? Uh, just three. Oh, and a million satisfied taste buds. <laughs> Well, we are going to uh, talk a little bit about um, that big report that was dropped yesterday um, to let you know exactly what's going on with um, the world's latest crisis. Um, Matt O'Kine, you're also going to delve into something that uh, happened to you in the past. I mean, you always look for fairness and equality in this world. And so um, I'm looking forward to finding out your crusade to make the world a better place as well. Someone tried to rip me off and they'll never try it again, I'll tell you that much. We got insiders, there's mistaken identity. It's a very big all-day breakfast here for you right now. So let's get stuck into it. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all-day breakfast. You got your gills, Alex Dyson? (laughs) (laughs) I need to start sorting my gills. Get my gillyweed like from Harry Potter, mate. You know, you you feel all over the gillyweed. I just remember Waterworld was the biggest... The biggest blockbuster hit in, in the early 90s. Kevin no. Costner coming fresh out of Dances with Wolves, starring as the one of the lone survivors in the world where the ocean has risen to levels of epic proportions. And he and he had little gills. Yeah. He does a bit of mouth-to-mouth with his, you know, co-star underwater. And I remember thinking that was the only interesting bit of the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it wasn't what I was saying. It's, I think it's one of the biggest, like, financial flops of all time. But uh, it looks like the human race is going to be one of the biggest flops of all time because we continue <laughs> our trajectory towards our own doom as uh, spelt- flopping, aren't we? <laughs> as spelt out by the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change or the IPCC, who had no regard for timing yesterday in that we're already going through these lockdowns. We're already copping all this sort of stuff. Well, that's the And then they dropped they drop the big one on us saying that... Uh, in order to uh, reach the targets, the sort of, you know, relatively conservative targets that were made at the Paris Agreement of limiting the world increasing temperature by 1.5 degrees. Um, said as unequivocal, human influence so far has uh, caused the world to heat up by 1.1, 1.4, potentially Australia's tipping on that because we're a little bit hotter than most. But, um, yeah, it looks like we could be in the water world soon. The uh, the old Costner world, Matt O'Kine, Sea levels could rise by two metres by 2100 and a catastrophic trophic five metres by 2150. Five metres sounds like a lot. 
<laughs> yeah. But the old the old two and a half, I mean, if some of the high jumpers from the Olympics just work a bit a bit harder. Yeah, but think they'll be that. able to high jump the wave that comes rolling through. <laughs> well, no. The wave's on top of that. The level is where it gets to, and then the wave's on top of that. They're not measuring they're not measuring the swell that day. It's not a five All meter right, swell. Mr. Scientist, fine. You got me. <laughs> Um, so that's pretty good. It, I mean, it wasn't. I wasn't feeling great yesterday, with um, with it all all coming through. Well, especially because they put it. Look, the report really pointed some serious serious fingers at us, didn't uh, didn't it? At humans. Well, yeah. Know, if you don't mind, because it said quite quite clearly, hey, you're to blame, and I don't like that point. Oh that man, finger pointing. Why you are to blame? <laughs> what do you mean? Point, what, are we going to point it at the polar bears who are <laughs> scraping through garbage in order to stop from starving? Is that who we're pointing it at? The, the bloody gaunt, withered polar bears? I was I got stuck in a comment section yesterday that was... Oh, no, discra- that was so I know, what's I know, going I on, man? I know I did. You know I did. And it was so... Why? It was um, rough because, you know, there's so many different avenues. There's one, this is scaremongering, which is the thing, because I'm not scared... I'm not scared of climate change because we know what it is, we know what's causing it, and we know how to stop it. It's literally like we just need to put some money into, all right, quickly, get the solar and wind, let's plant some more trees. That, that That's... That's what everyone needs to do. And it's what scares me is we're not doing it. And so we've got this train bearing down on us. The scientists are going, oh, you want to step off the tracks there? We'll go, yeah, yeah. No, we, well, I'm slightly moving. And they're just like move, moving your foot a little bit. It's like, it's, that's the scary thing to me. It's not scary in that we don't have the capability of doing it. It's scary to go, all right, we're going to just make this really hard for us, for ourselves. Well, hey, look, okay. I will admit that uh, I have not been the best when it comes to looking after the planet, When certainly when it comes to raising a child, okay? I used disposable nappies. I did it. Mm. I did it. Did it. I used a bit too much takeaway containers, okay? When I, when I, I'll admit. But what I can tell you is that I am doing my bit in one aspect, Alex Dyson. What's that, Matt? And that's that, uh, something that Greta Thunberg... Uh, touched on recently yeah. in the uh, Scandinavian edition of Vogue. It was the very first uh, version of Scandinavian Vogue. Mm-hmm. Um, Greta Thunborn gracing the cover, 18 years old, had a lot to say about fast fashion. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you right now, I haven't bought any clothes <laughs> for years. <laughs> So. Well, you're doing well, Matt. But it, yeah, it's also that thing of personal responsibility where that uh, governments like to um, put on to some. Sure, become vegan. Don't use straws. Okay, what are you about your soft plastics and that sort of thing? But yeah, we don't have. We've seen what you could do if there's a crisis. It's like we've got to pour a lot of money into this. We can prop up, you know, your your businesses with your job keepers. We can do these sort of things. But when it comes to this, it's quite infuriating, infuriating to see. And with you know. 70% of the emissions coming from corporations and that kind of thing. So, yeah, I don't think you should feel – anyone should feel hard on themselves for trying their best when um, the damage is done on the um, the much wider scale. Well, look, the good thing is that uh, podcasts are eco-friendly, are they? Um, I've just said that, but they're probably not. <laughs> they're probably like the 
I don't see what the, the Bitcoin I, of audio entertainment. I don't know what the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change says about <laughs> podcasts, but I think well, I'll tell you what. Good. We're not doing anything to cool the world down, that's for sure, because I mean, we are red hot. Yeah, and i got to say, I, we should actually fund a study into the environmental impact of Australia's got flatulence and the methane that we um, <laughs> <laughs> promoted hey, the expulsion no, of. I wonder don't if we, joke. We, sh- we need to, we need to car- get some carbon credit credits and offset that segment, I think we did. Do you know one of the things that they said that we're looking at, okay, with all of this, because, I mean... You know, people sort of say, well, it felt cooler this winter. It actually felt colder, right? Which, might I add, again, I've done the wrong thing because it did feel colder this winter and I kept running out of hot water. So I called up my energy company, switched to the off-peak two, which meant my hot water system heated up a little bit more during the the week. Right. Of course, that's terrible. Uh, That's that's not good for emissions. So I've done the double whammy there. You get renewable energy things you can can get on board, people who use that side of stuff. But what I will say is uh, there is there is light at the end of the tunnel on that. And they said, you know, because of this heating uh, uh, and, the, and the weather events that are going to be happening, you know, you are looking at more awful, intense bushfires. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cyclones that are going to hit, uh, you know, the northern mm-hmm. parts of Australia, they are actually going to be less frequent, but when they hit, they're going to be more intense, and- all right, and more damaging. But the one good thing that I remember I, I saw in the report on the ABC that I saw yesterday more sandstorms. So <laughs> I, if there's one thing that we're going to get out of this, more is that excuses our Lord and Saviour, Darude, is going to be with us till the end maybe of times. That was his plan all along. You know, he, he saw the future from the 90s. You know, maybe that was it. Waterworld predicted the water, the water. The water rising. Darude Daru. predicted the sandstorms. That's why he's always got the glasses on. Yeah, he's, he knows what's happening. The speed dealers. Interesting. Well, I, uh, it, the good thing is we know how to um, how to fix it. So um, let's let's get on on board doing that. And if you feel like letting us know your tips on how you're doing your bit, let us know at mac.dan.alex. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. I was reminded recently, Alex Dyson, about a friend of mine's wedding. Oh, did a memory pop up on Soshi's or something of a time where um, weddings didn't have to be cancelled three times before you got it got it right? <laughs> well, actually, it was more that I was, I was looking at, like, um, this, like, rich list. <laughs> and um, <laughs> you just absolute... checking to see whether I featured. <laughs> <laughs> you absolute masochist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I like pain. I do yeah. like pain. It's as good as the old, uh, you know, checking the real estate with no limit <laughs> on the price tag kind of pain. That's the sort of pain that I like these yeah, days. Yeah, of course. And, um, yeah, this guy who, uh, fr- you know, was friends with sort of, we used to hang out a bit through groups back in the day. Mm-hmm. But also the comedy club that I worked at, he worked at the bottle shop there. You worked at doing comedy or mopping no, the bathrooms? No, I, I, I was doing comedy. This is when yeah. I first started out, yeah. sit-down comedy club, and he used to work at the bottle shop. You, you know, you walk in through the mm-hmm. sort of back of the hotel mm-hmm. and past the bottle shop, and he'd be there, and we were friends of friends, and, you know, we'd always catch up and chat and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, he's since gone on to – I just saw in this article someone sent me like, hey, check it out, so-and-so's on this uh, rich list. He's on the list. Yeah, he's worth like, I don't know, it's $30 million or something like that. Ooh. 
And, um, what, was he, and I remember, what, was, what was he doing at the time? Well, he was working at the bottle shop. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, okay. And, um, <laughs> and I was, I mean, it's awesome. Like he's, he's generally yeah. one of the good guys, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not great. like he's extorting people or any crap like that. It's like he's, sure. like, he's worked hard for it. He's, he's on these lists and he's doing very well. I mean, all the Insta, Insta updates. Beautiful houses in New York and holidays and all that sort of stuff, you know. Yep. And, and worked hard for it and earned it and, and good on him. Yeah. But I remember. That um, thirsty camel has been quenched. <laughs> <laughs> Look, a, a, a tinge of jealousy, I must admit. Just, yeah. a, just a little hint. I mean, I've got everything I need, yeah. Alex Dyson. Oh, you're not, you're not wanting for anything, Matt. <laughs> no, but... An extra 30 mil would not be bad. <laughs> like it wouldn't be the worst. Solve a few of the issues. But I remember going to their wedding, right? And um, I mean, this is the difference between me and him. Okay. It was a, it's one of the most ritziest kind of churches in Sydney. Okay. Right? Um, and we all caught a, a few of us caught a, um, caught a taxi from my house to the wedding. Right as, as we were getting in, the taxi driver put in a phone charger, and then tweaked it to cover up what tariff he was on. Now, as in, put then put his phone on, and it was over the top of the over money the top going of the up. Tariff. Now, tar- taxis have two different tariffs. In Sydney, they had tariff one, tariff two, which tariff one was daytime, tariff two was nighttime. Late night, right? Delivering the drug person home—that's the postman's exactly, tariff. You've got exactly, exactly. Um, you know, <laughs> put and a little so bit of ex- I, extra on that. S- so I noticed him do this, right? And I believed, using my judgment, that this was on purpose yep. to purposefully deceive us to make us pay more mm-hmm. than what was owed. Get right? a, a little bit extra out of this, out of this uh, exactly. crew heading to a ritzy exactly wedding. exactly what it was. It was okay. 20% back, back then. I don't know if it's changed. So anyways, I've got my eye on the, uh, on the old <laughs> meter, right? Yep. We're going so at this along. point, Let's... you uh, start reading a newspaper with two eye holes cut out <laughs> in the front seat. Just keeping an eye on this I guy. Did. I got, I got the, I got the phone out. Right? Yeah. I got the phone out and started recording everyone in the in the taxi. Yep. A little bit of how exciting are, how exciting is it that we're going to the wedding? Is everyone yeah. excited? Oh yeah. I'm copping everyone's yeah. Woo! Can't Yee-hoo. wait. It's all a ruse just so I can video. <laughs> The tariff on the taxi meter. Yeah, right? cool. So hold the phone so you can get in a better position to see what it's on. Exactly. Yep. Anyways. Run it past the front and find the taxi number. See their um, ID. Oh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm getting, getting everything. Getting I'm getting everything. his face in it. I'm yeah, getting all of yeah, this, yeah, right? Yeah, good, good, good. We get to the front. We get to the, we get to the, um, to the wedding, yep. right? The front of the church. And uh, everyone else gets out and the guy says, that'll be $50. Yep. And I say, I'm not paying. <laughs> and he goes, what do you mean you're not paying? You have to pay. And I said, no, you're not. I'm not paying because you've set this meter to mm-hmm. tariff two. You know that that's wrong, mm-hmm. right? You've purposefully deceived us by covering it up as we got in. I saw that happen. I have it all on video. So I'm not paying, right? Now, this is a big guy. Yeah. He then locks the door and goes, you're going to F and pay. And I said, I'm not going to pay. I've got everything on video. I'm going to send this immediately. I'm going to make a complaint. Is now everyone, let me out. 
is everyone in the back seat still excited for this wedding at this no, point? Well, they, they've gotten out. Now it's just me oh, and this right, taxi driver. Okay, they've, so they've, then it starts getting okay, real. Then. Like he starts getting fully angry. Yeah. Right? And then, he's, then he grabs me by the collar <gasps> and he's like, you're going to F and pay. And I'm like, let go of me. So I'm sort of flinging my arms about, right? Yeah. And I'm going, you're, you're, a, you're an F and cheat. You're, you're F and ripping people <laughs> off. I'm going like, to make sure you're fired and all this sort of stuff, right? And, 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 then, and then people, <laughs> oh, this is the worst. Yeah. Then people from the wedding are like, um, <laughs> the bride's coming. <laughs> Oh, so you got like, there just in time. Yeah, just in time. And he's like, hey, uh, I bet this guy did talk the long way as well. Yeah, just like <laughs> the MC's like, can you guys get out of the way? Like the bride is coming real soon. And that's where and the, the horse sort of- and carriage is going to park and you're <laughs> yeah. sitting there in a fisty cuffs with a taxi driver. Yeah. And eventually I'm like, fine. So I hand him the money. Then he just throws, he's throwing the change at me, going, Get the F out of the car. He's throwing <laughs> coins at me. And I'm like, you're, you're an F. Cheat, you dog. You're and the people at the wedding are going, the bride is coming. <laughs> Get out of the way. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is one of the richest weddings I've ever yeah. been to. It's a beautiful church. There's people looking divine. I've got a crunched up tie <laughs> getting coins thrown at me. So well, run away it, from me. Some weddings, don't you throw... <laughs> Money and co- you put coins on or throw coins in the air or put pin notes to the bride's dress or something. Anyway, all I'm saying <laughs> is there's a reason why, you know, some people are worth $30 million more than others, <laughs> all right? And well, that's how you get there is you save every penny. That's why you only pay on tariff one. So that's how you get on there, Matt. Good on you for sticking up for us uh for us people who aren't having oh, mate. art on the rich list. I, uh, I was, uh, we were on the catamaran post-wedding, uh, the, the catamaran party, the party catamaran in between the wedding and the reception Yeah. when uh, I was making the calls to the um, transport <laughs> agency. And then lo and behold, yeah, the You caught up the ombudsman. Are you on yeah, the phone, I did. the ombudsman? And then they said, we've tried to get the footage and, it, and lo and behold, it wasn't being recorded. Oh, I'm like, really? oh, that's convenient, isn't it? Really? Anyways. Old mate had to do two weeks of training, so. What the taxi driver did. Yes. <laughs> Don't F with your boy, all right? I stand by what I did, all right? Mate, good on you for uh Someone's got to blow these yourself. whistles. Exactly. Um, let us know. When have you blown the whistle? When have you been a, also, uh, a whistleblower? To the loving couple out there who are living their absolute best life with worth many, many millions yeah, they're not worried too much Thanks about the tariffs. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, for, Thanks for having me at your wedding. I'll never forget it. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. Are you keeping juicy goss from me? Do you know what's going on here? We know what's going on. You won't believe it. Real juicy. So let's just keep it on the down low, shall we? Matt and Alex's Insiders. Insiders. Yes, very excited once again to take a peek behind the employment curtain because every job has secrets and Insiders on All Day Breakfast, Matt, is where we find them out. Yeah, that's right. And today's Insider, I mean, we've all encountered them um, in a very large time period. 
Wait, how am I trying to say this? I think he's like, we've all encountered them, but it's uh, a few hours, it's a big hours window between <laughs> when we terms, do. On their terms, that's right. We've all encountered them between the hours of 9am to 5pm on <laughs> any given day, uh, deciding whenever they want to turn up. Uh, that's right, we are talking about uh, a telecommunications technician. Hello, Anonymous. Hey boys, how are you going? Not too bad, Anonymous. Um, really appreciate you calling in on a phone. You're a telecommunications expert. Can you tell us what you did did day to day? Because you're out of the biz now. Well, mate, we uh, did anything from uh, fixing your home phone to your internet. Um, and when the NBN came out, I'm trying to wrangle that over you do that. Goodness yeah, me. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll, 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 we'll definitely touch on the NBN because I'm, I'm quite... Interested to know your thoughts on the rollout. But uh, let's get started straight away, Anonymous. Um, this hole will be there between nine and five. What's going on there? Uh, mate, I don't think they could organise a, uh, a proverbial in a brothel, mate, sometimes, <laughs> um, if I'm being completely honest. So uh, you're uh, out in the truck, right? You're, you're out doing the stuff. You're on the ground, okay? And they tell you to go and see how many places a day, usually. Um, it used to be we got a list of jobs in the morning, so we'd get yep. sort of eight or whatever to go and see. So we could plan it ourselves. Yep. And then uh, this fantastic system came out um, which allocated our jobs on the fly. So you didn't so know then, the next one. Once you finished one task, you'd got the next you job. Had, you had no idea where you were going. It was like the Amazing Race a- or something like that. <laughs> Complete the thing and you get You're given your next challenge. <laughs> Pretty much. And the challenge is were always really bad. Well, I'm sure it was very well done and so it was organised to have the quickest route between everything. They weren't all different parts across town so you spent most of your time driving. I want to live in your world. <laughs> I want to live in that world. So you'd get your next one and what would it, what would go through your mind? Um, first you'd see the suburb and you'd realise it was an hour or so away so you weren't the closest technician. Um, the second thing you'd see was the, the job type, um, and we'd always like to get. Uh, well, people of my generation would like to get the uh, sort of the the business uh, internet, mm-hmm. the, the easy stuff. You know, set up a router; it's nice and easy. Yep. But you know, that one would always be the you know uh, fifteen kilometre long copper line that runs through the bush, uh, brown snakes in the pits, <laughs> and mud, and just. <laughs> general nonsense. Just disarray. That was always, yeah, and it was always on like about now you'd get that job drop in on a Friday. Yeah, and do they tell, and <laughs> just as you're ready yeah. to go home, and do they licking say, your lips for that ice cold knockoff and then you've got to wade through bush, dry grass. <laughs> and much, so they and they tell you that the customer expects you by this time? Oh, mate, yeah, we'd, we'd get, um, I'd get a job for 8 to 12, you know, as the morning. They tried to fix that a little bit because that wasn't always good, so they changed it to 9 to 1. Um, <laughs> Just, just to make everyone a little bit happier. Um, yeah, so we would get it. I, I got the amount of extra twelves that I got given to me at two o'clock in the afternoon was just. About, um, oh, really? So, so you got the job at two p.m. when they'd been told at home eight till twelve. I told you the system worked really well. <laughs> and so, when you turn up, are people just are people just ice cold to you? A lot, a lot were. Um, but at the end of the day, they recognised that you know we're here to fix mm. it. Um, and it's not not our fault. What's something that people should know when it comes to a technician? You know, to, to get to maybe get a perk or two, or you know, to make it a bit easier for everyone. What, what's what's some tips? Just be honest. You know, tell us if you tried 
like, oh, we tried to do the router thing and then it didn't work or, you know, or don't stand over our shoulder. I mean, it's probably a good thing now because we can say a meter and a half. Not so close, but, buddy. You know, you'd be standing there, oh, mate, and they would stand over you and you could hear them breathing. Like, they were that close watching what you were doing. All right, bit of distance always works. Is there any, like, because what gets me um, anonymous is that, like, you know, the internet, the internet companies, they're like... Oh, you can pay twenty dollars more and get faster internet, and I'm like, what? Why can't you just give it to me? <laughs> it's like when I have to buy fast-acting paracetamol. I'm like, just make it all as fast as possible. Not everyone wants fast internet, apparently. <laughs> oh, uh. what? Well, that's the amazing thing. And like, I was on a Zoom the other day. Had to. It was cutting. I was getting dropped off the thing. I had to turn off my Wi-Fi and tether off my phone in order to do it. Australia's internet is like a meme as how bad it is. What's your take on it as a telecommunications expert? Or Australia's internet? NBN, baby. No bloody network. NBN. <laughs> so what went wrong? Was it the, the whole thing was bad from the start? Because I think it was the Labor government brought it in. They tried to get it to everyone's house. The Liberals came in and said it was too expensive. We're going fibre to the node and using these copper wires. What's what's the go with all of that? Uh, you know, without going into the, the whole long, massive story, but basically, yeah, we were supposed to get fibre to every house. Um, yeah, and as you said, uh, we changed governments. They said it's too expensive and we thought we'd use the copper. The problem was the copper was initially used for phone. Yep. Then we thought, hey, we can put internet down this, and we did, and we all remember how great that was. Um, you know, at, at ADSL two speeds, you can get up to 24 meg, and you're sitting there getting like three. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, what am I paying for? Um, but that stuff's been in the ground for 50 years in some places. So you're trying to push super fast internet down a ratty old corroded <laughs> copper cable, and it just doesn't work. And you'd open the joints in there, and they'd be full of water. Oh, my God. Yeah. The problem is, but being a telecommunications technician, though, your cousins, your aunties, your uncles, your grandparents, oh. they know what you do. Are they on the blower to you? Say, so Anonymous, get around here. My internet doesn't work. Help me out. As soon as you've, you're wearing that shirt with that logo, it, it mate, everybody comes out of the woodworks. Hey, <laughs> yo, you know about uh, internet, don't you? <laughs> oh. <laughs> you can't go get a coffee, man. It's always a 10-minute. Like chat with the old bloke behind you. I'm like, come out last week and bloody no. So they literally, literally, randoms talk to you on the street just because you're wearing a shirt with that kind of logo on it. Mate, I couldn't go into Bunnings. I had to get a pair of pliers, right? Not for work for me. (laughs) And this bloke pulled me up and was like, hey, what's the go with the conduit rules? And I'm like, come on, man. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, well, one thing I do want to know is how much does my ISP like. How much are they able to s- surveil us? Would I, would someone at the ISP just be able to log in and watch our Zoom conversation that we're having literally right now as we record this? They probably couldn't watch it, but we, we know kind of where you've you've been. Um, we could for a phone, right? We can we check the lines, so we'd have what's called a uh, a butt phone, a Batinsky is called. We call it a butt phone. Um, you can attach it to any phone line in the pillar or in the exchange, mm. and you can actually listen to the phone call, so you would ring it and test it and that sort of stuff, right? Are you talking about mobile phone as well or just home phone? No, no, phones? just landline, landline. Our mobiles all go through, it's all digital, so, yeah, that's definitely easy to listen to because you don't have to actually get out of the chair. So have you um, accidentally overheard phone yeah, calls? Yeah, so you might accidentally, you'd, you'd put your pair on, you'd put your clip on and you'd, you'd hit the wrong pair because you'd have 128 pairs of pins in a block, right? And they're, oh, my God. They're about five mil apart. Yeah, um, right. 
<laughs> so if you go to 127 by accident, you, you'd hear someone, you know, oh, no, and then he bloody said that. And he's like, oh, they'd hear you. They'd hear, wow. you, they'd hear you click on and off. Um, and, yeah, it, it, it happens from time to time. I mean, it's it's illegal to do it deliberately, but it happens by accident. Um, yeah, wow. Sometimes you'll be on the landline and you'll hear, you might hear a bit of a flutter. Um, and I kid you not, like in Queensland anyway, I used to call them the guardians of the wires. But you'd lift the pillar up and there'd be a gecko, like, running through the pins. So oh, that's, what? that's what you'd hear. You'd hear his little feet going straight So wait, up. so you're on a phone call on your landline <laughs> to your auntie. Yeah. You hear a flutter. That could be the pole outside that has all the le- things. It could be a gecko running along that. Yeah, it that. could be a gecko. You know, in, the, in the pillar, so yeah, yeah, because he'll join the two together briefly. <laughs> That's incredible. Is there anything else you want to share with us before we let you go? Oh, mate, the only thing is, I mean, we the houses I would go to, um, most of the people are really lovely um, and they'd always sort of offer you a drink or something like that. The, the dodgy houses were always good for a laugh. Like, there's lots of stories out of that. Um, <laughs> one house was full of, like, it was my second week. I peaked early. It was my second week and this house was full of about 80 to 90 stuffed animals. Ooh. Whoa. Bears, buffaloes. All sorts of stuff. It was it was weird. Real taxidermied yeah, yeah, or yeah. teddies? Real taxidermy. There was one like I was like sitting there, and this was so surreal. I was sitting there, and on his table was a box of knives for some reason. Um, and I'm fixing the phone, having a fiddle at the socket, and I look over my shoulder, and there's one of those little marmot monkeys stuffed on a branch, just like looking at me. <laughs> a stuffed marmot uh, yes, on a branch. And I'm like, this is. This is great. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, look, Anonymous, thank you so much for your time, your uh, input, contribution, all the secrets. We absolutely love it and we really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, we, we look forward to having our phones, conversations listened into uh, at another time. Thank you very much. No worries. You're welcome, guys. All day breakfast. Tell you what, Alex Dyson, the protests are on at the moment, aren't they? Oh, they're all over the shop. A um, few at uh, Parliament House in Canberra, a bit of spray paint coming out, burning pram. Which is a, uh... And I tell you what, burning pram, they're not cheap. <laughs> the prams, yeah. Well... Oh, I mean, oh, <laughs> that made my eye water, I'll tell you that much. Also, also, might add, can't be good for the environment. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we'll release a bit of smoke in the air, a few toxins, I'm sure. But, um, yeah, people are unhappy with the uh, government's inaction on climate change. Uh, but over the um, over the warming seas over in the UK, a um, few people not happy with the BBC for um, for promoting vaccines uh, in their eyes. They've uh, so they organised a big protest, went to the BBC, started making a little bit of noise, getting a bit of a ruckus going. Helicopters deployed. The police were out in force. Problem is the BBC moved out of there in about 2013. Oh, no. Um, so it was a little bit of a Four Seasons total landscaping situation where yeah. um, <laughs> where it was uh, you building who dis for, uh, well. for, the, for the BBC <laughs> who've, who've shifted their operations about five miles away about eight years ago or so. So well, the protesters were angry. You, you do want to get your address right for sure when you're, uh, you're planning your protests. I mean, I guess for people who seem to love to do their own research, they didn't really <laughs> research <laughs> The address of the place very well, did they? No, it all it takes is a quick Google. I'm sure uh, didn't didn't go for that. Um, didn't hit the citation and uh, find out the the correct spot. But it was a bit tough. But um, 
mistaken, mistaken identity. I mean, it happens all the time, Matt. I've told you how I went to host of next week's edition of All Day Breakfast, Veronica Milson's birthday party, and um, walked on in, and there was a bunch of randoms. I started chatting to them for a while before realizing this is the wrong house. <laughs> Because it was there was a, balloons out the front. I'm like balloons birthday. It was on the same street. All good. Yeah, check. Got in there check, and chalk, check. talking. I'm like, oh, sorry. I think I'm at the wrong house. And they're like, oh, that's okay. Wait, are you Alex Dyson? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry for sorry for bothering you. Just, I'll I'll take my leave. Well, my I mean, I remember um, going home from like a night out or whatever, and I just got out at uh, South South Melbourne, mm-hmm. right? And uh, my friend was going to Middle Park. Right and and then like like it was a it was a night out so I think they must have passed out but anyway they woke up in the cab a little bit later they're like where am I and the and the driver's like I'm taking you to Mill Park and she's like wait what Mill Mill Park <laughs> which is literally like forty k's away <laughs> the other end of Melbourne middle, I'm gonna I'm gonna Google it right now. Which is just the lazy 41.2 kilometres away uh, if you use the ring road so you get that sweet <laughs> toll as well. <laughs> well, um, did I tell you about me, me and Tom Ballard first got the job at Triple J? We made our first ever trip to Sydney, which was the sort of big Triple J offices at the time, and we got in the taxi and because we needed to go for our first ever photo shoot for like doing um, shows on Triple J. They're like, okay, you're no longer faceless graveyard shift men. And we got in the taxi. It's like, um, yeah, it just says here we've got to go to Parramatta. He's like, sure, we'll get on there. Starts going through this random tunnel out to town and then look it up. It's like, yeah, it's just Parramatta Road um, in Camperdown. <laughs> the guy, the taxi driver's just literally, are you kidding me? <laughs> I had to like do a Yui on the tollway and go right back past the airport. And into Parramatta Road, which is all the Literally, city end of Parramatta walked. Road. Yeah, you could have walked from well, the airport almost. Will got in touch with us on Instagram. You, Will, you end up in the wrong place on a night. Yeah, I did actually. I used to um, frequent this local nightclub in um, in my town, and um, I had a friend that lived walking distance away, which was great. So quite often we just all stumble back there and. I think we all left at different times throughout the night and it was sort of a new house for him. He was living with new people and I didn't know all of them. And um, so I was, as I was walking back, I thought I recognised the house, walked straight in, went to the fridge as you do to fill up after a night out um, <laughs> until a random lady comes down and says, and says, excuse me, can I help you? And I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm friends with Joycey. Like, yeah, this is his house. <laughs> And she's like, uh, I've never heard that name. I'm like, well, nah, I'm Will. Like, you met me before, I swear. <laughs> and she's like, nah, nah, I've never heard of you. Then she, then, I'm, then I finally realised I was in the wrong house. And thankfully, she had a bit of a laugh, walked me out the front door, and there was, funnily enough, it was two houses down. It looked identical when Mate, I in. <laughs> you are lucky you didn't end up with a six-year-old's cricket bat, like, you know, <laughs> slogging you across the noggin or something, like, Man, I'd be freaking out if some <laughs> random dude was helping himself to my leftover spag bowl. Yeah, and I'm not the smallest dude. Either. I'm about six three and a hundred kilos. So it's <laughs> oh yeah, well maybe that's why they didn't. Like, yeah. walking in at like three a.m. Do you remember what you were eating? Oh, uh, probably just throwing together a toasty or something. <laughs> Taking the ham and cheese slices out. Got a problem yeah. there, mate. Thank you so much. We'll catch you later. See you guys. Thanks. Oh, it's also a pleasure right now to chat to one of the hosts of Hit Nights on the Hit Network in Australia, Tom. G'day, Tom. Boys, boys, boys. From uh, male comedy duo Tom and Ollie. We've got Matt and Alex oh. here. We've got Tom from Tom and Ollie. This is awesome. 
Oh God, it's a match made in heaven right now, isn't it? That's bloody. It good. sure is. Um, we're so, we we were just chatting about this before, and Marshy, our audio producer, said, "Pretty sure Tom's had a situation exactly like this." So what uh, what's going on, Tom? All right, so I was doing breakfast radio uh, in Albury, Wodonga, so on the border, Star FM. It's now Hit FM. Bloody great station, right? And I left my car in Melbourne because my ex-boyfriend at the time, we were doing long distance between here and New Zealand. So I left my car in Melbourne, which is about a three-hour drive from Albury to Melbourne. And he, because he's American, he thought that I lived in Albury instead of Albury. So I don't know if you Lived where, sorry? Wait, or, you know, no, he thought you lived in where? Al- Albury. He thought I lived in Albury. Now, I don't know if you know Albury. Albury is, if you're in Melbourne, Albury is heading to Adelaide, which is the completely wrong direction. <laughs> so he drove, he drove uh, like six hours to Albury and then had to turn around and go, oh, I'm in the wrong spot. Where, like, what, this isn't, where am I going? I'm like, dude, I live in Albury. What are you doing? <laughs> he turns around. So it turned a three-hour car trip into a nine-hour trip. Nine-hour oh, no, route. Oh, goodness And I'm hoping me. that's not why you guys are exes. <laughs> no, no. He's just got a small penis. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, that's it. Bit of the secret identity there on both sides. Well, Tom, thank you so much for joining us. And, uh, yeah, keep up the good work at uh, 10 p.m. on Hit Nights. So sorry for smutting up your show. I'm so sorry. Yeah, we're such a clean, family-loving show, yeah, mate. you know us. Oh, my gosh. Cheers, mate. We'll catch Cheers, you later. Tom. Thanks, thanks, boys. Thank you. And thank you for listening to All Day Breakfast today. We really appreciate your uh, company here on this little uh, audio on-demand program. Program. Yeah, please don't forget to get in touch with us at matt.n.alex. Don't forget, hey, if, if uh, you've got an insight into a career that you want to let us know about, hit us up. Uh, and also, uh, we've got Mind Blown, I think, tomorrow. Is it tomorrow? It's tomorrow. Oh, yes. So get them in. Get some facts in. Record an audio message for us and send it in to our Instagram and uh, we can prepare to blow our mate Rat Dog's mind. All right. That's it. Um, Until then, we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au. Listener.